Hun, here we come. Christmas. <laughs> I was afraid it might boom a little bit. Uh, you think through, and all the messages have been said, and, and so many things have been shared, but when I think about it, I, I think a little bit about uh, uh, our good friends, Jeff and Kara. Uh, we stayed with them when we were in St. Louis here recently, and uh, when we were there last year, uh, as you do, they bought a new house while we were visiting them. And uh, this was the first time we saw the inside of the new house. And this new house has a, what's called a man cave. I don't know if anybody knows a man cave. Uh, a man cave is a, a place designed for the man to hang out in. Uh, and this man cave is probably bigger than, than most uh, one-bed flats in London. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge man cave. Uh, and it's really, it's not, you know, it, it is pretty good size. It's got a nice, they all have a big TV in them. And this one has uh, chairs. When this room was built, I think, originally in this house, it was kind of created like a cinema room. Uh, but the cool thing about this man cave, everybody knows I'm a big fan of the St. Louis baseball Cardinals. Uh, we love the, love the Cardinals. And Jeff is an even bigger fan of the Cardinals. And all over his man cave, I mean, floor to ceiling, are Cardinals memorabilia that he's collected over the years. And it's really artfully displayed, and it's very cool. Uh, and there's even a, an, an old, old picture of the evangelist Billy Sunday from the 1800s, which is kind of cool. And one thing I didn't know about Billy Sunday is that he was a baseball player. Uh, I think he was a baseball player before he became an evangelist. And so, uh, so walking into Jeff's man cave is pretty awesome to see all of this cardinal memorabilia he's collected. Some of it is quite valuable. And for years, probably ever since I've known him, Jeff has been an avid baseball card collector. And so this, when I saw his man cave, it reminded me that uh, many years ago, I don't know exactly how many, it's been it, probably at least 25 years ago now, that Jeff and Kara got married. When they were dating, uh, Jeff was, uh, wanted to propose to Kara, and he proposed to her, but uh, she refused at first because he didn't have a ring. And, uh, but Jeff at the time, he didn't think he really could afford uh, the kind of ring that Kara might have wanted. Uh, and so this put him in a bit of a predicament. So what Jeff went and, and did, and Kara knew that he loved baseball as well, Jeff went and took several cards, big important cards out of his baseball collection and sold these baseball cards in order to buy her a ring. And when she saw that ultimate demonstration of love, that he would take something so precious and so valuable to him, something that he cherished and that he spent so many years building up and saving in his life, he would take that and willingly lay that down for her in order to buy her a ring. She knew that he loved her, and so she said yes. And so now, many years later, uh, they're married, uh, they have uh, three kids, uh, their oldest, uh, uh, Haley, is probably going to get married sometime next year, and so it's, it's really quite exciting. But that story reminds me of actually what Jesus did. And if we have any doubt of the love of Jesus Christ, I mean, many times we focus on the cross, and truly the cross is a demonstration of love. But Jesus demonstrated his love even before he went to the cross. He demonstrated his love when he took all of the power and prestige and glory of being God. I mean, Jesus was fully God. He still is fully God. But he was fully God, 
And Jesus laid aside that divinity. He didn't be, be, stop being God, but he took all the power, all the prestige, all the worship, all the glory, all, all, everything that he had as God. And as Paul tells us, he emptied himself and became a human being like us. And that is an extraordinary demonstration of the love of God for us, even before Jesus went to the cross. And then when you think that Jesus did all of that, he set all of that aside to become this little baby. I mean, he could have set all of it aside and became a king and instantly. You know, he could have come to earth as an adult human being, but instead he came exactly like one of us, except he, wasn't, he, he didn't have any sin in his life, but he came exactly like one of us, lived like us. I mean, he, you know, the, the Son of God, the Savior of the universe, had to have his nappy changed. The Son of God, Savior of the universe, had to grow up and endure puberty. He did all of this as a sign of his love for us. All of this is a demonstration of his amazing love. And so when we see this time of the year, that infant lying in a manger, it's important to remember, yes, that this infant lying in a manger is going to go to the cross for us. He's going to be our Savior. He's going to pay the ultimate price. But it's also important for us to remember the price that he paid even to become a human being in the first place. And that ultimate demonstration of love is something that we can rest in. That ultimate demonstration of love to become like us even for the purpose of dying is something we can build our lives around. And we can know no matter what we're going through, no matter what our world is going through, we can know that God loves us with all the passion of his being so much that he willingly laid aside all of this to become like one of us, to die for us on the cross. And that is the message that inspires us in this Christmas time. Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for laying aside everything to become like one of us. It is extraordinary to us to think how much you loved us. It's extraordinary for us to think all that you've done for us. And we thank you and we praise you and we honor you in Jesus Christ. Let's stand together, shall we?